All right, we're recording. Yes, sir. Welcome, everyone, to the Rink Route Report podcast, Game 4 edition. Tough loss for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Final score, 7-3. Um, really, just in my opinion, the final score was 5 nothing because the, after the 5 nothing, it was just a, a mishmash of nonsense. As always, joined by Josh and Jason. What up? Terrible. Sorry, that's what's Terrible. up. Terrible. Terrible game. Terrible. Um, worst, worst in a long time, honestly. After yeah. a couple of really good efforts... Game one, game three. So I do want to play this one because we we rag on this reporter. It, it sounds like him. I'm going to say assume that it was him. It is him. This clip, Steve Simmons asking Sheldon Keefe a question post-game. Who's our worst defenseman? That's your opinion, I guess. Um, well (laughs) that was an interesting one man he started the he started the david camp line to start too it's like well actually i don't know if this is for every period because i think it changed but up until the second period of this game they were consistently starting either Tavares or camp and the Mm -hmm. matthews line would be the third to start which sounds like maybe not a big deal but I thought I think it's weird. I think it's really weird. I'd start I, on the road. I'd start the Matthews line every chance you got. Yeah. First start of the shift after a power play, whatever. And that's my first criticism of the night because I think Sheldon Keefe is like floundering. Made some weird decisions as usual. And we've been talking about it for a long time. Like he tries. It seems like he's always trying to put his fingertips and his touches on the lineup when maybe you don't you don't necessarily you don't need, need it, but. Well, yeah, it's it's especially in the, how this series is going. It's like uh, you should always start with the first line. You should try and get them on at any point whenever you can because you'll never know when you run into a stretch of penalties that the refs are going to call and kind of disrupt the flow. It's it's like let's we've we've seen a ton of penalties get called throughout the series and uh, like like we've said in like three three of the four games, it feels like it's really tough to get a good five on five flow. So. Like yeah, like any chance you get, you got to throw out the Matthews line, and it's not even a worry about matchups or anything like that. It's like I I feel like he only started the third line because they played well last game, but like last game's last game, right? Separate that from this game. Just because the third line played well doesn't mean they're going to play well again tonight. They played okay, like they were, no one honestly no they didn't play well. No one played well, but um, even just look at Tampa, like their their fourth line didn't play at all last game. They started out, they played two minutes, and they scored two goals in the first couple of minutes, like. The other thing, like you said, is you like I. I really like talking matchups. I think, mm-hmm. I think it's a really interesting part of hockey. When you're on the road, it doesn't really matter. You you have no control over the matchups. Yeah. Exactly. So why just, aren't you just putting your best guy out your there? Ma- no matter your what? matchup proof line and and also like sorry. Well, your matchup proof sixty six percent of your line. Yeah, but yeah, that's another decision I didn't like. I know we're kind of just so just for everyone at home. I'm referring to the fact that. You know, it may have been not that noticeable because, again, there wasn't a lot of five on five and they changed it into the third period. But Sheldon Keefe made the decision to play Michael Bunting on the fourth line tonight and move Kerfoot up to the first line. But what happened in game three? I I rewatched. He said that they wanted a more defensive look, which uh, I don't know necessarily that that you got that with Kerfoot instead of Bunting. I don't think you did. I think Michael Bunting's a completely responsible defensive forward. Yeah, the change between Kerfoot to Bunting in terms of defense is very... It's and, not that high. And I'm sorry. This is going to sound like a cherry-picked stat, but 
Michael Bunting had the same amount of five on five points as Connor McDavid in the regular season. Yeah. And he's playing on the fourth line of the Toronto Maple Leafs. When let's let's ignore the first line. You had a second line that did nothing. Yeah. For three and three or three and two thirds of a game. And I don't even care. No offense. William Nylander, they scored some nice goals, but the game was over. Those are irrelevant goals. Yep. And I, I don't think most of that's Nylander's fault because he hasn't really been on the second line. I actually think he's been fine with a score sheet out the window. Terrible viral defensive or effort play out the window. It was a four check. Play. What, that was atrocious. But other than that, he's been fine. But. Tavares. The play to end the game. You don't think Michael Bunting could help Tavares more than being on the fourth line? 100%. I didn't. It it makes no sense. I mean, I I don't know why. It it seems like an entire demotion to put Michael Bunting from the first line to the fourth. Like, it took you longer to drop Nick Ritchie from the first line to the fourth than it did Michael Bunting. And he scored in his first game back from injury. Oh, God. What the hell's wrong with you? (laughs) <laughs> that was a weird sound over there. <laughs> you that wasn't that? me. That was you. No, it was you. That a hundred percent was not me. I can show you on the on the recording <laughs> okay, afterwards. Whatever. Anyways, oh, all right. <laughs> oh, you're you're looking sheepish over there. But anywho, as we were saying, I believe he had. I believe he also had a uh, a point in last game as well. I think he has two points this. These playoffs, if I'm not correct. I think you're right. But regardless, like, I mean, Jason's been preaching Michael Bunting all year. Like, what are your thoughts on the demotion? No, it's, they, they've looked like the best line in hockey for, what was it, 43 games? And, and it seems like Keep has, like, a real aversion to it. That, he loves giving him the hook. It's yeah. like when you're starting pit, but Blake Snell in the World Series, if you get that reference. The, the, the most frustrating part about this is that he only played, like, Kerfoot, Matthews, and Martin only played 343 together. And it's like... I know it's so minute and small to be like nitpicking about these things, but if you start off with a strong offensive shift from bunting uh, Matthews Marner to start the game after getting scored on even one goal, that's like a just different outlook for your team. Because that, that first seven minutes, I don't think we touched. I think we touched the puck in their offensive zone once, maybe. Was, well, like honestly, for less than yeah, five seconds, really we bad. had possession in their zone. It was terrible, and that's one thing that th- that line does so well. Is it almost it's like almost a m- momentum booster, even though momentum's not really a thing. It's yeah, I it's like to think weird it. to have Kasha on that line as well yeah. because like Michael Bunting's more creative than Andre Kasha. I think mm-hmm. he distributes the puck better than Andre Kasha, and on that line, you got two guys that can score goals. Like, why not give a bit more of a puck mover on there as opposed to Kasha, who's more straight line just shoot the puck on net, which we saw him do more than a few times. Like he, I don't want to say wasteful, but he is far less efficient compared to Michael Bunting with the puck. Yeah, for sure. And that's what I feel like that line really, that Nylander Tavares combo really needs is more puck efficiency. Yeah. And you do get that in Kerfoot, which they brought him back um, in this game to that line. And they put Bunting back on the first line, utterly shocking why they would do that. So, I, I just the initial decision to start this game with those lines was a little bit weird. Yeah, very fishy. Um, to go back, sorry, that clip I posted at the beginning of the episode, I played at the beginning of the episode was from Adam Laskaris. He posted that on Twitter. Um, yeah, so I needed to credit that with though. Hundred percent. And again, you start with like you're talking about. You start with the third line, which you know, okay, momentum. Then the first change is to Tavares, and Jason said I, I'm dogging on him too much. Okay. I've seen too many defensive shifts as a centerman 
where he's just doing loop-de-loops, not checking anyone in the own, in his own zone, Ooh. not disrupting the play, not getting sticks on pucks. Okay. I, I've seen a lot of people say they think he should be moved to the wing. I'm not going to make any determinations on that. I said that midseason. I, I, again, I'm not going to say either way, but, um, yeah, it, and it just feels like that line got hemmed in their own zone a lot in this Tampa yeah. little two-game Tampa stretch here in Tampa. I don't know what you think, but well, they were hemmed in on that uh, that first goal there. Well, yes. Yeah, so on that first goal, sorry, it was the third line got hemmed, and then they we weren't changed. they changed and they weren't able to create an M. Yeah, essentially, Kasha kind of blew the zone, didn't give a very good target for Hole, and then Hole ended up turning it over, which it was a bad pass as well. well he so can't, he can't break the puck out, so that's not that surprising. Yeah, we talked so. about it all year, all year. And, like, the first shift in maybe the most important game. He. he I think he failed puck. to break that puck out three times on one shift. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, that first that first shift was an entire disaster. Like, pretty much the second shift and everything up after that up until after the third goal was an entire disaster of this game. It was just so disheartening, dismotivating, like terrible to watch essentially if you're a Leafs fan like they they barely touched the puck to start the game and then you had the issues of okay like the third line started there were some penalty issues in there as well and you finished the first period with David Kampf playing more than Austin Matthews and then on Austin, Austin Matthews that first power play that the Leafs got like Matthews was kind of it looked a little bit off on ter- in terms of his puck touches as well because you didn't have him out, he he hadn't he'd barely gotten into the game. He had barely played before that, right? So, kind of weird deployment, I would say. And uh, yeah, no, yeah, that's the that's a great way to put it. I, I I don't. It's just really frustrating to think about. I don't, I don't even have words to describe. Like, like it's just there was just play him build, more. There was just nothing to it, build yeah. off of in yeah. this game. It was just dead from the start, and then yeah. we had to we we dug ourselves in a three zero hole and. Had to figure out how to climb back, and it, yeah, it, yeah, it's frustrating. And I feel like the the moves that Keith made in the th- going into the third period were moves he should have made going into the second, like when we were down already five zero to start the period. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> to start the game. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It um, was entirely weird. You didn't really get like the the feistiness. You didn't get like the speed from the Leafs this game. It it just felt dead right from the beginning, um, almost like like. My my cousin texted me. He said, "Like this felt like a waste of time." Honestly, yeah. Yeah, they never <laughs> also felt in it. Like, yeah, it at all sucks. Yeah, For, like yeah. those are playoff games. You look back, depending on how successful or unsuccessful you are, and say, "You know that we really gave that one away." And I kind of felt like they did give this one away tonight. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like it was just way too easy for the Lightning. In terms of overall outlook, I do want to say we have, we have been pretty down on the Leafs. In this episode, well, mainly because there's nothing to be up about. Like, I don't think anyone played well. Tonight. I don't have pixie dust coming out of my ass. Like, what am I? What positives am I supposed to pull from this? However, from the entire series as a whole, like this game is done. It's over. The series mm-hmm. is two two. You are tied. The Leafs are not at a disadvantage. The Leafs. Oh, I don't know how we come back from this one. The series is tied. You don't have to come back from shit. You're at dead even yeah, right now. Yeah. New series. You're favored to win. Yeah. yeah, Tampa Bay lost 5-0 after the first game. What happened the second game? Came back hard and won. Came back hard and, and, and hammered for, us for a little a, bit. People like to bring up, you know, Tampa's now 16-0 oh, yeah. after a loss in the playoffs. But guess oh. what? 
the Leafs can win the series without beating them back-to-back times. Ooh. That's where the home ice advantage comes into play. So using the odds, we like to talk gambling. If you're not that in tune in gambling, you know, the Leafs are still favored to win the series as of now. Okay. So no injuries as well from this game. Oh, God. Why would you say the I word? Oh, yeah. Oops. Matthew's like actually, every, actually blocked a tough pill in this nah. game. Yeah. He was down for like maybe 10 seconds, but. I got it because there was a whistle, and I'm sure if the play kept going, he would have yeah. hopped up a little quicker. Um, I do want to say everyone on Tampa who we called out and said their shit scored tonight. Um, so do you guys want to go after some Leafs players and say their shit? A little reverse? I think, you know, uno. I, I think. I think we can do that, and it, uh, it'll work. I, uh, or do, does it have to be me? Probably has to be you, yeah. but I thought Jack Campbell was. He put up a kind of a stinker. I'd say yeah. That yeah. first goal, like I Stamkos has an all world shot. Like he'll go down it's at the blue line. It's at the blue line. In it the went playoffs. through two Leafs players, but it's like it wasn't a screen though. Like you know, it was through two, but he had a clear view of it. It seemed like he may have far lost enough out where you can may have lost his net there. I'd have to take, take a, a look. look take a look. Yeah. So our goalie expert, take a look. It he didn't. Like he... So what I noticed on him, why it went in was when you watch his head position on it, it turns late mm. because he doesn't quite react to it in time. I don't think he lost his net per se. I just don't think. Yeah, that's he, he lost of the puck. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. Yes, yes. And then, you know, the third goal, he just kind of played it right to the front of the net, which I'm not sure. I know it took a weird. It took a very weird bounce off the boards and off Muzzin's so stick. So your stick positioning when you're on the post like that is supposed to be to block like close in passes like that. His wasn't really like that because it was his defenseman had the puck and he bounced off the defense. I know, but it just looked weird. He played it right to the, the Tampa guy. And he just buried it in the back of the net. It was a bouncer. I mean, also then you could say okay, Muzzin played it right into the front of the net. Like, yeah, to nobody. yeah. It was so a bad bounce, but I thought it was just a that really bad bounce. Uh, the Maroon, Maroon goal, goal I think, was 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 an interesting one because Maroon walks in. Maroon walks his fat ass in. Which I, I hate that guy. I'm going to make fun of him every chance I can. Um, like, Riley loses him. Like he, Sorry. Let's step back and stop stuttering for four seconds. Damn it. Um, Riley loses Maroon in the neutral zone. Maroon's able to slip by him, which I don't know how you don't notice him. But he's able to get it. He comes in on a good break. That's a good look, essentially. It's a good offensive look for him. He walks in. He makes a nice little fake. Campbell bites on the fake, but he still stretches out in desperation, makes makes the save, and then gets him on the rebound. Why was the rebound so juicy and wide open? Well, he was out of position because he bit on the initial fake. You know what? I'm actually going to go against you there. I don't think that was at all Jack Campbell's fault. I think... It was a bit of a broken play by Riley. I don't think he was expecting a breakaway. He made a good initial save. Yeah. Morgan Riley's effort on that back check was a zero out of ten. That's what I was about yeah. to say. A zero. He, zero. Yeah. He, he tra- tried. He train tracked right when, when Maroon made the move and just yeah, kind of stopped skating. You take an extra two so steps, you get under stick. He doesn't get yeah, the rebound. It's a bit of a misplay. So what I'm saying, I'm not saying, okay, like Jack Campbell didn't stop a, mm. a rebound on a breakaway. I'm saying he wasn't in a good like. Think about Vasilevsky. Yeah, he was a bit save, out of his net, yeah. awkwardly there. Yeah. Like no, so he bit on he he bit on the initial fake. Right, so that's why so he, he went, went down, down. So he had to yeah. stretch out. Right. So then he's not upright. He's not in a good position to react to that rebound. Right. But it is a breakaway. So like in terms of faulting someone, it's pretty well all on Morgan Riley there. But you do got to fault him a little bit. Okay, like. You you got beat kind of yeah. on the breakaway there, and, right? A little bit, right? And even the yeah, Ross no, Colton fair. goal, which was I think 
should never ever oh, go no, that in. was just bad <laughs> but even there that was a terrible sort by riley and labushkin yeah like you're lucky it was oh, ross yeah, colton Labushkin really who, who threw a muffin on net and it went in luckily for him but that was they've really messed that up that was labushkin lost where riley was and so he went okay i need to cover the left side but riley was right in front of him and then he went oh shit and then just completely lost colt but that should be but a, it's a wrist shot from like the that was missing the net too. middle watch of, it that was a hundred percent and it goes right into his glove and right into the net and then falls right in like that's just a top lane you can't and i thought he should have been pulled at that point maybe that's a conversation up. i'm gonna put to you too like Sheldon Keefe's decision, pull, not pull. Big conversation a, in front of the cameras with his goalie. Like, what that, was that? A, why wasn't a timeout called after the second goal? That's crazy. Why wasn't a timeout called after the third goal? I thought they did call a timeout. No, they did. They didn't? Oh, okay. There was no timeouts called. Oh, okay. In terms of pulling the goalie, I understand, like, not after the third goal. I mean, you're going from Campbell to Shalgren. Jason it's, loves Shaw. No, but like, it, I, to be fair, at that point, I think it, the, you don't pull him after the third because it's still an attainable game. There's seven, it was only yeah. seven minutes into the into the first period, and who who knows how your team responds to it. Obviously, we know now that they didn't, but they could have. They could have, right? What about after the fourth goal? After the fourth goal, probably. But what about had, after the fifth goal? After the fifth goal, he should have been pulled. I don't know why he didn't. Like that was just silly. Like, yeah. I yeah, the fifth goal, hundred percent. Um, I got to make a comment on this L.A. Kings Edmonton Oilers game. Because Jonathan Quick just made two saves with no glove on. Oh, that's insane. He made two. You missed it there. Like, go back and watch this end of the second period. He made two saves. He had no glove on. I don't know how the glove came Big off. Big redemption. That was awesome. Quick oh, there. massive. Um, but back I also leaves. think that's a bit of a bad look for your coach where, I'm sorry, Horrendous. no matter who your goalie is, when you give him the yank, he goes and sits on the bench and doesn't really say anything. That conversation was weird. I've n- I don't know the last time I see that I've seen that. I don't well, know. We, we, know, don't know. we know we know like, <laughs> we don't have to play like oh why the ha- we know why it's happening. We know that Jack Campbell is a very f- f- fragile yeah. person, so that's that's why that's But why called. is he why is no, there any conversation? Was... So just to make sure that he's okay. That's simple it's simply it. He no, was so he was coming out of the game regardless. It seemed like the other way around. Like, I d- what did, Campbell wanted to stay in the game. Yeah. Okay, and he did he stay in the game? But it doesn't matter. There's there should be no like it's it's it is no discussion. It wasn't a discussion, but well, it looked like a discussion. Well, okay, but Campbell if it, was if, trying to discuss it, I don't think. He when was, was last time you've seen that from a guy getting pulled in the NHL? Okay, so I'm just asking a I, genuine. I, I, ha- I haven't seen okay. it, so but have, it's good. I have points on that and what's going on there. Like the Leafs, like the the when you go from Jack Campbell to Eric Schalgren, like that's a defiant. Like in terms of the scope of the depth chart, that's a defiant number one. And then if you're going to the number two, like, like to that level, it's not like, oh, we're trying to salvage this game. We've got this in the mm-hmm. bag. 5-0, we can still come back to this, right? You're, you're sitting Jack Campbell because it's like, okay, rest. Yeah. take a rest. Like, we don't really, you know, we don't really need you for the rest of this game. Like, we don't want to risk injury. We don't want you putting up a seven spot and then having that on your head as well. Like, just take a seat kind of guy. Like, we're doing you a favor here somewhat, even if you don't think it is a favor to you. And Jack Campbell kind of wanted to stay in. Like, no, like, I'm good. I want to stop the puck. I want to battle. I want to battle it out. I want to, I want to see this one through. And then, Cam- and then Keith was like, no, like, let's just make the switch here. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it gives the guys, sends the guys a message as well. Not Maybe not for this game, but for, for games moving forward. Like, yeah. hey, guys. Like, step up here. 
Um, where I did not like Keefe's actions was waiting. So the 5-0 was scored. It was still a power play, though. And he waited until the power play ended to make that change. That is just the weird... Because then Campbell made a good save. And then he yeah. just still pulled him. But yeah. that's also That's going, a weird but look. But that's also going that's into bad. why you leave the opportunity for Campbell to say, well, you left me in after the goal. I made a great save. Yeah. Why are you pulling me now? Pull him after the second period. And why would he I'm pull sorry, him I, there? I, that was really weird. I think it's a terrible look for the, for the Leafs bench overall. Well, we don't want Shalgren to come in during a penalty. Okay, pull him after the second. What? Oh, no, it's going to go from 5-0 to 6-0. Here's, like they still didn't come back. They still didn't show any life. Like it, it still was a shitty game, right? So I don't know. I I really did not like that decision making. Not the decision itself, how it was made. Yeah, it was honestly yeah. a cluster. It was very yeah. weird. It was a cluster bang. Let's call it that. Yeah, we'll call it. Yeah, sounds about. You right. seem to disagree. That's why. I no, I don't know. disagree. But I I just think that Jack Campbell coming and talking to the bench is like. He's a fragile guy. Like we have, we, but, we have to, we have to coddle him. We're in this position no matter what. Now he's our goalie. If he does not play well, we're done. Like we will but lose. Then why isn't he just pulled after the fourth? Goal I don't know. He should have done that. I'm okay. not saying that he shouldn't have done that. But I don't. I don't think the the talking is the is the point here. I think the point is that they should have done it earlier. That's the point. I don't think point. he's as fragile as you're saying, though. Like I've se- we've seen him in 2021 pull himself out of a hole where he was playing awful for a full week. Like he couldn't stop a beach ball. Pulled himself out of the hole, finished the season strong. This year, had to deal with some injuries. Came back from the injury, played pretty well his last few games there, right? Like, he, he has he has achieved pretty high highs. Mm-hmm. He has gone down to some pretty low lows, but he has always pulled himself back out of these holes. That's true, but it's Unlike just... Unlike what we saw, like, Frederick Anderson couldn't pull him out of, the, out of those holes. Maybe it was mentally, partly physically as well, right? So... Like, Jack Campbell giving up a seven spot tonight wouldn't have mattered to me. I still would have had mm. confidence in him next game because we've seen him play well Yeah, recently. I think it's just important to try and make sure that he's as ready as possible for the future, right? Because this, I think at that point the game was already done, but they yeah. should have absolutely pulled him earlier. But then, not. The, I don't, but, okay, actually, Maybe. that's fine. I don't think that was like, hey, Jack, stop while you're going to the bench and let me make sure you're okay. I think that was Jack Campbell saying, he wanted to, yeah. Yeah. I want to stay in the game. And at that point, as a coach say, I made the decision, go sit. We'll talk later. Instead, you had the opportunity for You no allowed the situation to, to arise. To escalate yeah. to a point, all the cameras are on it. Now that's, I'm sorry, that could be mental warfare for Tampa Bay to use. That can make you, as a coach for your teammates, to say, I don't know, this guy, is he like wavering on his decision? Like, Yeah, maybe. So, yep. We're, we're, we're in deep here. We're analyzing the crap out of every single game. I think that was a very interesting moment in the game mm-hmm. and something that's very unique because I've never seen a goalie, at least in my recollection. I could, I'm sure I'm wrong. I'm sure a goalie has I – mean, goalies have had very visceral reactions to being pulled, smashing their yeah. stick, giving the old F you to the coach. But Requesting that, a trade on the bench. Correct. That extensive of a conversation is something I've, I've really never seen. That's all. I mean, it wasn't ang- It didn't seem angry. He was just kind of trying to negotiate his way, but like, not a good look on, not a good look on the Leafs. I also way. don't get why it was like Shulker and get ready. You'll go in at the next timeout. Like, just let him go in. They'll give him that. time to get ready. Yeah, millions unless, of goalies have been pulled. Yeah, unless he couldn't find his glove, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. 
Yeah. <laughs> kind of like putting a 55 five on five point score on your fourth line. 58. 58. Did he finish 50? Was it 60 total or 58 at five on five? 58 at five on five, I think. Nice. And uh, what is, where does that rank in the league? Sixth. Wow. Not bad, huh? Um, other note in this game, there was only 36.56 of five-on-five five minutes played in this That's game. Crazy. That's crazy. 36.56 just ruined the gameplay. Mm-hmm. And Cherry on top was, at the end, Braden Point and Morgan Riley wrestling each other. Point first slashed Riley, and then them two wrestling each other. And Riley did feed him a couple of good shots. Yeah. And the refs allowed them to just stay out there. Yeah, it was just weird. What's the 17th penalty called in this game? <laughs> like, that was just really weird. Like, hmm, nah, no. Like, that's going to be reviewed by the, the refs, like the, the yeah. head refs, and looked at and been like, okay, like, you, you, did, a bad, you yeah. did a bad job in this yeah. game. And I think there was literally less than two minutes left, too. So if you just call them offsetting, they're out. Just They're out of the game. Yeah, what does that seven, matter? Like, yeah, oh, the game's already done. It's 7-3. The over's already been six, hit. Yeah. Like, what are you doing here? Like, why are you allowing them to stay on the ice? Yeah. That was, like, not just, oh, what does it matter? Like, nobody would have got a power. I, I understand that. Mm-hmm. Like, just from a rules perspective, like, you're just blatantly not yeah. calling the rules. Um, imagine someone who doesn't or who rarely watches hockey watches this game. They see what happens to Andre Cash and Corey Perry on the, on not even the offsetting, on the four-on-four four play, and explain to them that, yeah, that is a penalty, but what Riley and Point were doing is not a penalty. Was it? No, it was Riley. And, I was sorry. It was Kasha and Paul. Paul. Was it? Okay. Nick Paul. He came I back from I thought, I thought it was Perry. Tried to so There was a different one with Perry. Oh, no. The, the embellishment. This one wasn't. This one. I don't think it was. No, this one. The one you're talking about wasn't an offsetting. Yeah, that was where a, yeah. Perry was holding his stick and Kasha tried to pull away. And then his stick just went out and slashed Nick Paul in the face. And then he got a four minute for that. Yeah, no, no, but no, the one I'm talking about is in front of the net. Kosh, like, I think sla- he, sla- he got called for slashing, and then whoever he slashed fell, and that person also got called for an embellishment. No, and he they- didn't get, he got called for no. a trip. Because he, when he it fell, he Paul. tripped Kasha. Okay, but then Kasha, the, that, whoever he tripped also got an embellishment. No, no, no they didn't. Kasha got a slash. Okay. And Nick, Nick Paul, Paul got, got a, a trip. Oh, what? Yes. So Nick Paul fell into the corner. He kind of moved his elbow back. And as Kasha was going by him, he got tripped, tripped him? by him. Oh. Or it was so a hook called... slash. I don't know if it's a hook or a slash. I was going to say hook slash slash. But a hook or a slash on Kasha and then a trip on Nick Paul. Wow, yeah. I didn't realize that. Slashing and tripping at 1933 mm-hmm. of the first period. Okay. Um, also, that the Spezza not getting an offsetting with Pat Maroon that was, was ridiculous. Wild. That was absolutely Maroon wild. goes at his skates. Spezza gives him a shot. Maroon gives him a shot. Spezza cross-checks him in the like does cross-check him in the head. Mm. Cross-checks his helmet off, and only Spezza gets a penalty there. After then, Maroon can open Spezza at the face-off dot, and Spezza falls over. You only give one there. Yeah, that was wild. Like, the refereeing tonight was so it's bad. Been bad. All, it's mm-hmm. just I honestly have no idea what the standard is in the NHL at this point. So I'm not even gonna. Comp- I, I have nothing to say about it. Yeah, Jason had some good takes though. What? I don't know. About the referee? It just isn't consistent. That's all it is. I don't know. I don't know what more there is to say. What? Like, it's yeah. weird. Yeah. Like, it's just frustrating. That's all it is. It's just, it's it, just it frustrating gets frustra- to watch. Like, I understand, okay, you, you like call it at one standard, but when there's instances when like the, the commentators are saying this is yeah. so stupid just on both ways, or when it's like, okay, like there's specific instances where this happens and then you just don't call it later, mm-hmm. like... 
what's going on here? And, and also, like, are, are, are we not allowed to fight anymore? Like, did, did they get rid of fighting in hockey? Did I miss something? Because at the end of the not game... Not in the Calgary series. In, at the end of the <laughs> game, it looked like Ang- Engvall and uh, Thing were about to go, and then the refs all just no, jumped in. No, no. Colton no. dropped his gloves, Engvall didn't, ah, and then the Engvall refs didn't want Okay, okay. Engvall didn't want to. All right, all right. Would that have been... A, uh, no, it wasn't. It, it was, was Hagel. Hagel. It was Hagel, Hagel and it was revenge for when... Engvall tried to beat him up in the first game. Engvall's probably saying, "You didn't want to fight me then. I won't fight you now." Yeah, fair. Yeah, you little weasel. But, but yeah. um, So overall, this game sucked. The only positive was Eric Schalgren, who actually made a couple nice saves. Maybe a positive could be, you know, the second line can use their little late garbage time goals to propel them into playing well when the game actually matters. Couple nice. That was a nice rip from Neilander on that one. And a zone entry by Tavares pulls up a little bit. Again, you One got timer. like 30% effort by Tampa Bay on that yeah, entry I mean, defense. It's like throwing a 70-yard touchdown like, pass when you're down 27-10. It's nice. Again. Like, sure. But you got to do it when it actually matters, though. Yeah. And, I, I again, I, I would, if I was a critical, you know, using my critical lens on a player, I think William Elander overall, it's like his two goals that he got tonight could be like, representative of a lot of chances he could have scored in previous games. Yeah, he had a good... He he had one good chance before that as well. He Uh, had great chances in game one and then off and on in game two or three. Like, so I I think that's... I'm not going to... I think that's Evens it out. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. John Tavares has been... A ghost. Again, I think if he was producing a ton of chances... Some good face-offs. He won his face-offs I don't care. (laughs) Sorry, I, I really don't. He's a, yeah, we don't. Jason pay. Spezza wins great yeah. faceoffs. David Camp wins faceoffs, but it's again, it's like if he was getting a lot of chances and he was all over the net getting pucks, and in my opinion, he was getting some bad luck. I'd love to say that, but I think he's been he's been not good, and he hasn't been for a while now. I think it's fair to say not not that he's not good, but again, like a player like that is someone who needs to always win win the chances battle. Like that's just. If he's not doing that, he's not an effective player to your game. That that's how he impacts the game is by when he's on the ice, he's good at outchancing his opponents, and he just hasn't been able to do that. But also, he's got to put the puck in the net. Yeah, of course. And of you, course. like you said, he hasn't really done a great job no. of doing that all year. And I, I think I think part of what he's trying to do in the playoffs is that he's trying to simplify his game and play a little more defensively and not taking as many offensive risks. And I think it's just hurting him on both ends of the ice, honestly, because he's not he's not impacting as much offensively and defensively. He just isn't quick enough to be. Uh, like to to make solid stops in, in his own zone and break break up the cycle. Like mm-hmm. I just yeah, it's 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 almost like affecting him worse. Like because he's he's thinking maybe he has to. This is just what I'm seeing, what I'm feeling. But I, I think he's thinking this way. Uh, I don't know. It's maybe it's a Leafs thing. He had 22 points in 23 playoff games for the Islanders, and he has 10 points in 17 games for the Leafs. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Pretty well. I mean, yeah. Uh, any sort of take other takeaways from this game or just burn, burn the game tape on this one. Yeah. I burn, I burn the game. So I thought the decor really struggled to break the puck out in the first period. Justin Hall, uh, Labushkin, Labushkin, TJ Brody had some, uh, one of them, he was trying to slip past the Tavares in the middle of the ice and that almost ended up in the back of the net. Yeah. Uh, it was not good. But uh, that's the, that's another game from Vasilev. So there's the the stats on Vasilevsky as a 966 coming off of a loss that was coming into this playoff series tonight. I mean, three goals on 25 shots. 
I don't. I mean, he was absolutely rock solid when the game mattered. <laughs> I think, I think game two and two and four, he's been very, very good. I know the Leafs scored three goals in each of those games, but those, not I don't want to call them completely irrelevant goals, but they were about as close to like inconsequential goals as you can find. And I think he's played really well in those games. So. Yeah. So I guess they were just beating up on them in uh, in garbage time there. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there, was there by the way the game was being played? Was there anything productive to take from that third period? I don't think so. That bunting Matthews Marner looked good together when they were on, yeah. on a final. But even that, like, they, like <laughs> so keep it's so tough, keep them together. It's tough yeah. to say that because okay, so I'm just gonna stop my point here. Did did face Spezza took a face off tonight? Didn't he, did he not? Blackwell played center. No, but Spezza. It was there was a sit. Oh no, he got kicked out of the face off dot. I believe yes, he did. He did, which he is also weird because okay. Spezza's like it was Blackwell did pretty good face off guy, but. Blackwell's not, so he's okay. That's weird. He's about average, I would say. He's below. He's below fifty percent. Uh, I'm looking right now. It says he's fifty-one point eight percent in the regular season. This year? Yep. Where's that? Where did you see that? Because uh, I, I saw he was at forty-six. Oh, for the Leafs. Sorry, I should look at it the whole season. Yeah, so the whole season he's below forty-nine point one whole season, fifty-one point eight. Oh, okay. Leafs. So yeah, last year he was uh forty-eight point four. Yeah. So. He's up and down, I guess. Yeah. That is kind of weird that he was taking face-offs, though, and not Spezza. They're both right-handed, too, which is interesting. But anyways. So um, this game, we're burning the tape. Yeah, it sucks. Game five. I'm going to rapid-fire both of you. Yeah. I think there's going to be at least one lineup change. Yep. If not two. Predict them. Go. Go ahead. I think Labushkin comes out of the lineup for the defense. The only reason why... The only reason why I say that is because the past two games he's played twelve and fourteen minutes. Um, How much has Hole played? Hole's played twenty, like twenty, but that that also could be because wait, 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 So this game, Justin Hall played seventeen twenty-five, but he played four minutes and fifty seconds of shorthanded ice time. Labushkin uh, was the Lubushkin second f- highest played defenseman at five on five, but that could have. Like you said, because the he other guys, with, mm-hmm. he was paired with Ryan. other guys yeah. are playing penalty kill as well. More, yeah, like well, Giordano, Hole Brody, Muzzin, Hall. Ten thirty four of five on five, the lowest amongst defensemen. Giordano only eleven oh seven. But that's in, so. Why do you think Labushkin comes out? Is that just, just because the last two games he's been the lowest played defense, like the the least the defense with the least amount of minutes. So then, what's the pairings then? I, I have no idea. I just don't think. I don't know if, if it's if it's going to be a lineup change to the D. I think that I don't think that Hall comes out just with the way that he's deploying him shorthandedly. I think Hall is a hundred percent not a hundred. That's not fair. I'm going to say ninety percent sure that he's going to come out after this game. Yep. And I think it's I'm not sure. impossible that it's Rasmus Sandin that draws in. I think Ooh. again ninety percent it'll just be Lilgren back in for Hall. Cause that would be the safest because Sandin's never played with Giordano. Yeah, I'm just saying. I yeah. I don't want to say it's impossible that Sandine comes That's back. A, yeah, it's a possibility. I know what you mean. I, I mean, think they're sniffing around. Sandine that. is good at. Breaking. There's also no reason to have. We know he probably has a pretty significant injury. He's been out for two months now. Yeah, pretty well. And the fact that he's practicing, they've activated him. Like, they're definitely sniffing it's around. Interesting. That. Yeah, yeah. But I still think it's going to be Lilligren in for a halt because I, I agree. I think. Labushkin's deficiency has to do with his puck moving, mm-hmm. but that's also Hall's deficiency. Yeah. And Labushkin's physical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. think in a momentum game where they want to have someone throw some big hits, mm-hmm. but that that would probably be what you'd suggest to do, right? Yeah. No. I. I. I yeah. I. I would probably take Hall out too. I don't even know if. I, yeah. I don't know if I would change it even. I don't know. 
I liked Logan in though. But yeah, I I would do the same switch I there. I I am kind of suspecting that they're going to make a move on the fourth line at forward. What are your thoughts on um, that? Um I'm just trying to think who I are. have a take. I I yeah, we we talked about this before. I don't think Andre Ka- I don't think it's a doubt that Andre Cash is going to be coming out. I think he is after after tonight. I don't think he played that wow. well. I honestly, think, I don't he, he I did think not. he was I think bad. I we'll see what he they was do a but negative. I think mm-hmm. Again, you read the tea leaves. Yeah, I think that's probably the guy to come out. Yeah, because I, 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 I like he should have. He should like that. He's not on the second line for sure. No, and he didn't play well enough that he earned like a spot on that fourth line. And Keith likes to jumble around that fourth line. It seems to be his the the line they likes to make the most moves on. So, yeah, I I could see Andre Cash coming out, and I I just want Bunting like lineup changes wise. We need our we need our best line playing together again. Like yeah. that's just a lot too. Like play yeah. them. I know we talked about again. It's because it's like we're going. It's going against what we talked about for the Montreal series, where you know maybe Marner was playing too much, getting tired. But like now, because of the way they're calling penalties, everything is different now. Yeah. If they called penalties like this against Montreal, we'd probably win that series in like five or six games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they didn't. So. I think I, you have to go more with the flow of the game and look at it. Like okay, like Matthews hasn't been out there for a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. Like feed those guys some more minutes kind of thing to make up for it. Stop just rolling four lines after a penalty occurs. Maybe trying to get, okay, you go Matthews line or Matthews Tavares, Nylander, they like to do that sometimes. Something of that sort, put out another, the third line, and then just like switch it right back. Like go back to your top guys again. Yeah. Why not? Mm-hmm. Right? Like I understand we, I agree with what you were saying. We were saying, oh, Marge has been playing 25 minutes a game. Like it's possible that he's tired. It's like, okay, but... If you're on the penalty kill the whole time, like Matthews is just going to be sitting. But then also the the maybe I'm just galaxy bearing this. The obvious switch to that would be, oh, we're down five nothing. Either a let's just give Matthews some penalty kill shifts, or b let's not use Marner on this PK and just put him right back out after at mm-hmm. five on five. Mm-hmm. That's true too. Um, yeah, and t- I wouldn't use Matthews on the PK. I don't think I don't but want down him five nothing. Shots. I'm saying like down five nothing. Well, like tonight, I'm saying like. Like just just to get like a, to get another him some shifts. Yeah, he ended up playing nineteen oh three, which is more than I thought he played. Still not enough, but no, not at all. I mean, I, I just don't see that happening. A, but B, in terms of strategy wise, maybe. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean a, necessarily just five nothing, but like a game you need a goal. Yeah, and we keep taking penalties. Who cares if they score? Let's say it's three nothing. Okay. Yeah. Still within reach. We take like in the second period, in the middle of the second period, we've taken so many penalties. Like, mm-hmm. just give him a shift to get his legs mm-hmm. warm. That's one thing I thought of. But yeah, I agree. Um, that could work. I, c- I could see that you're down by a few goals. Also, like, why not for, for Mitch Marner's sake? Like the amount he played on the penalty kill. Like he was other than the fourth line, he played the least amount of five on five. How do you get in a rhythm in a game like this? You just can't. Mm-hmm. It didn't look like he was in a rhythm. I didn't think he played that well. But no, played better on the penalty kill than. At five on five, I mean, yeah. stole a lot of pucks, got pucks out. But like, how are you getting in a rhythm? You're not, you're barely playing. Yeah. Also, like Tampa only went one for eight on the power play. However, like the power play allowed them to get into a rhythm. The Leafs were unable to do so, and you ended up with this disaster of a game, right? So, I don't know. This was a this was a really tough one. It so, will be interesting to see the lineup decisions that they make. Do you I, think? Simmons? I think it's going to end up being the first lines back together as it was. I think Kerfoot's going to the second line with Nylander Tavares there. 
Third line stays as in as is. Uh, fourth line, I think they're going to put Simmons back in. For Kasha? That'll be interesting. Or Spezza. Or Blackwell. I don't think Blackwell's coming out. So Spezza. Possibly. Jason thinks Kosh. You think Spezza? Yeah, I, I think that's a fair assumption, one of the two. I and this is the situation where, hey, Wayne, Wayne Simmons, like you're the momentum player. You sat for two games. I hope your blood's boiling after what happened last night or two nights ago, three nights ago, four nights ago. When he took that penalty. I don't know. Like it's all blending in now. Yeah. And he comes back just with a vengeance and just plays really well. We've seen him do that before. And I think he can play in a controlled way. Like just finish your checks, you know, get pucks on net. I think one thing we complained about when he was playing is he's maybe overthinking it with the puck. Oh yeah. He was Be a little way simpler. overstepping himself. And then, like he would get it in a decent area, and then it would just go come off of his stick, and then back the other way. It was like, so if he simplifies his game, maybe just more pucks on net, whatever. Like just fire them um, aimlessly. It's better than what he was doing before, right? So looking forward to game five. I think those decisions are going to be made. Let's get into some DMs. We've been rambling. Before we get into the the DMs, though, let's uh, let's just just want to plug our sponsor quickly. Um, if you're growing out your, are you growing out your playoff beard? Let's let that thing loose up top. But our friends at Manscaped are here to help you avoid a jumbo Joe downstairs. The global leaders in below the waist grooming want to save your hockey pucks from a slap shot in crunch time this playoff season. Four million men worldwide trust Manscaped to prepare them for the Stanley Cup. Join them and go to manscaped.com for twenty percent off plus free shipping with the code RINKRAT. That's R-I-N-K-R-A-T at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code RINKRAT. Guys, you heard it from us. We love we love Manscaped. They provide great, great uh, grooming supplies, perfect for your bathroom pantry, uh, everything you need from lip balm, shower uh, shampoo, shower gel, whatever it's called. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, the shampoo and body wash. Body wash. Really why, really why, nice. why, could, why did I forget that? Like. I, sorry. I don't know. When was the last time you showered? <laughs> I don't um, even know what it's called. Yeah. But. but yeah, we love our Manscaped. We're going to continue to sing their praises. Yeah. So um, as always. 20% so, off free shipping code RINKRAT. Yep. Let's get into some direct messages. We do have a voice note here. I haven't uh, listened to it beforehand, so we might have to Who's cut it this. From? Christian. Let's, uh, let's give her a listen. Gentlemen, I just wanted your thoughts on um, the difference Michael Bunting makes on the top line versus Alex Kerfoot. I, uh, I'd like to hear what you guys have to say. And in, in addition to that, I think, and I said this in my last submission, the officiating in this series has been abhorrent from both sides. And the NHL should look into how poor this series has been reft because they seriously need to do something about this moving forward. It It's ruining this league. Um, just to get on quickly, that bunting versus Kerfoot. What I noticed with Kerfoot, he's pretty good moving the puck up the ice. With um, He's pretty good. like Possession-wise, I really like how he distributes the puck. I, I like... I think he, he's he's a good possession player as well. Um, I just don't think there's another player on the Leafs that's able to get the puck to the scoring areas 
off of the wall like Michael Bunting has for, yeah. for Matthews and Marner. Um, I'd rather the transition play go to Marner more so, Marner or Matthews mm-hmm. more so than Kerfoot, right? So that's where I think that just the strengths that Michael Bunting has is so much more complementary to that line than what Kerfoot really does. I mean, Kerfoot pretty well everywhere else in the lineup I think could be a very good asset, but just there's there's only one Michael Bunting. Yeah, seriously. And and <laughs> part of part of what again, like we talked about this last episode, but part of what makes that line so good is that yeah, maybe they're not the best individually skilled defensive players even though I think Barnes are very strong defensive players. Matthew's pretty good. Bunting's okay, but Kerfoot is individually very skilled defensively. But th- that's not what that's not what makes them that line so good. That line is so good because, like we said, you cannot break out against them. It's it's so hard to do. It's such a hard thing for other teams to do, and it's it, it's and bunting's a big part of that. Exactly, his relentless forechecking and and just being on the puck all the time and being able to win those puck battles. He does a really good job. We talked about it earlier in the year. He wins a lot of puck battles more than a lot, like I think he is in the 80th percentile or some, something along those lines of winning puck battles. Awesome, but I think, yeah. Um, yeah, like it, that line doesn't plays defense exactly. by playing offense and by pressuring. That's how they play defense. So you don't really need to make that line better defensively because yeah, they are they they figure out a way to be good defensively regardless. Because you can't score against them if you don't have the puck. Exactly. Unless you're Pittsburgh and you almost put it into your own net on a on a, a, a delayed penalty, but. Yeah. Uh, Great question. In terms of the refs, I think we've we've covered yeah. that already. That's it's, it's just, just also ugly. less fun to watch. Even if it's you were, say you were not I a fan of Toronto and Tampa, like mm-hmm. call the like you, it's okay. The other thing is before we're like they don't call anything in the playoffs, but now they're the Leafs took eight or nine penalties tonight. Well, it was eight power plays against them. They didn't take that many all. They're saying on the broadcast they didn't take that many all year. Mm-hmm. One game where they had that many penalties, so they're calling more in the playoffs, which is oh, yeah. and the the. Part that it becomes difficult is, again, like Christian said, it's abhorrent, which is a great word, because your expectations and the players' expectations is it's a little bit looser because that's a precedent they've set for the last 20 years. So you can't just randomly go back and go the other way. So it's it's been really, I think it's difficult for the refs, but they have not in this series especially. Also, you turn to different series, and like I don't think in some of the other series they're calling – as strictly they're as not. this one, they're not like, like Calgary, for example. Yeah, the, the there's st- literal like they're going nuts at each other mm-hmm. every night. Yeah. Fights, Klingberg, J- Kachuk, like it's crazy, and they're not calling as many power plays yeah. as there are in the series. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and that's something that's also like again a small thing that that's just frustrating for me. Every time it seems like there's a scrum or a fight, the refs just instantly try and break it up, but things always just seem to develop more. It's almost like again, let one of these guys fight, and then it's it's not it's not going to develop into more. Once once two guys are out brawling. Chances of another guy brawling, unless it's like a massive line brawl. I know what you mean. You know, yeah. When yeah. the refs get in the way, it just exactly. kind of builds up even more. You're just going to try to do it again. Exactly, because we, we saw what Pat Maroon did on, on, that started that line brawl. Was, he was trying to go after Simmons. The ref refs kind of held Simmons off, let Pat Maroon go. He skated around, tried to find someone who was alone, found Morgan Riley, and that's where it starts. Yep, knocked him, put his... Gave him a couple shots. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next question, we got Stu. He said, any positives? I'm too depressed to p- hear about how bad they did. <laughs> Uh, it's two two, it's two two, and there's a lot of it's two two. Bunting's back on the top line, uh, and I think this is a this was a nice kick in the ass to this team. Mm-hmm. Positive too is you could hit a golf ball like three hundred thirty yards. There's your positive <laughs> for tonight. And positive, we have two. We have to win two games. We have two home games. So exactly, but it, it. I mean, I'm not even being funny. It's really hard to find a positive. Again, 
the positive could be if the second line uses the garbage time momentum mm-hmm. and, and t- brings that forward the last three games. Yep. Uh, that's not really a question or whatever. Anyways, uh, let's move on. He said uh, this was Owen Cooper. He he said John Tavares and Willie got to step up. He said this before the game. He said John Tavares and Willie got to step up. Can't rely on top line in camp uh, and a camp beady. But it's true because, you know, they, they scored two goals. But you knew that at some point Matthews and Marner, like they're not going to put up two points every game. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work like that, especially against a good team like Tampa. So in the game where, you know, I didn't think they were rolling that great tonight. And we needed more from the second line. They scored in the third period. But again, mm-hmm. it, for, to me, the game was over at that point. So Yeah. yeah, And they also didn't give a good effort in the first two. It's not like one oh. of those. It wasn't like one of those games where, you know, what they were they were looking okay all night. And the kind of, they were kind of feeling themselves. And they finally came to in, in the last in the third period and got a couple, but they, they were just, they look flat all night. Like Barstool even tweeted a, a, a that a, Nylander clip. It's if embarrassing. You, if you honestly. go listen to the TNT broadcast, Ed Olchek said Nylander should be benched for the rest of the game. Yeah. Well, he, he basically, he, he won, a, he won the puck race and just let up and let Cernak get the puck. It made I have, no I, sense. I, I at saw all. a lot of people talking about this. A lot of people text me. I'm going to use one. I'm going to keep the name confidential is, I lost my mind at the TV at this moment. I was fuming with the effort. The play is insane. Imagine seeing that on the bench and not wanting to say something negative about a teammate in that situation. Seriously, yeah. So those are some of the thoughts on that play. Yeah. Yep. You can almost see it. Like I'm just rewatching it right now. You can see Austin Matthews' demeanor going towards the puck. He's like, because he circles. He comes down low, low by the boards where the puck is when Cernak's on the puck and it goes by him and he just. Seems I don't know. Just but if, if you it, wonder why your uncle hates William Nylander, that's the play why. Yeah. Yeah. And then he and turns then was, off the game in the third period and he scores two goals. Yeah. Well, no, that was funny because he scored two goals, started to earn some trust back, and then he had that play with the empty net. On the blue line, yeah. Where he tr- tries to send it to Riley. Riley forgets that the net's empty and doesn't play the offside. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, it ends up in the back of our net. So, you know, give and take. Um, anyways... Maxwell Hunt said JT and Willie need to wake up tonight. If not, I feel like Matthews, Marner, and the bottom six won't be enough. That's He's another right. one. That's, that's, that's right. right. You can't rely on two guys for a whole series, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. And you, you can't, can't rely. Sorry, you can't rely on two top guys. Oh, and I was talking depth. about Camp and Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. But, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, we, we kind of got – I don't want to say – I want to say fortunate that the depth – scoring had been so strong coming into this game, like moving forward, like how many more games can you expect your third line to be scoring and contributing like that for you? No, you can't. You just want them most of the time to just to be a zero because well, then you hope that your top guys win those battles. It's already now the pressure's back on your top guys. doesn't matter how many points they put up in the first three games. Now it's like, oh, they got to show up in the next game. Yeah. That, but that's what you give them the money for. So. Uh, and then he's, there were some complaints. He was saying that uh, third line, I don't know why you start the third line. I, I don't get and, that. Uh, it I love Keith, me off. but he's a tad bit dumb sometimes. Oh, he, yes. ooh, hmm. No, he, I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't think we see the third. I think you got to start Matthews next I, game. But I, they've never started a game. They haven't started Certain a game. Certain guys also get pretty upset when they're not, like, starting lineup. Yeah, but. So. Regard, okay, even if they don't start the game, they should be the first line over the boards. Like, that's just. I know it's I a small thing, but I don't understand why I took the to the third shift to get Austin yeah. Matthews on the ice. Every game it's been like that, though. It's weird. Yeah, it's really weird. So, 
hopefully they recognize that the officiating can be pretty suspect and that we get, you know, we get those guys over the boards every, every chance season. you get, like you said. Yeah. Yep. Um, oh, that's not a question. Some people are responding to the stories. They like them. So thank you guys. <laughs> um, another complaint about the officiating, which, I mean, I agree with. Um, Alicia Danucci said, what went wrong? Everything. Wow. Everything. <laughs> the goaltending, the defense, the forwards. Where do you want the the coaching? We played. You just should not have played tonight. Just would have been better just to call it call it a day and go home. Yeah. Make it a three game well. series. That's it. Yeah. Two win series. I agree. Thanks everyone for, for submitting those, for interacting yeah. with us. Uh as as we always say, it just makes everything a lot better. Bring up some good points that we can then riff off of from there. Um, agree or disagree with them, you know, it it just makes the episode a lot more interactive, I think, for, yeah. for everyone. Yeah. And I had one more from, from Nick, which was essentially, am I allowed to send a voice note if every other word that comes out of my mouth is F? And I'm not going <laughs> to say the word, but I think that perfectly encapsulates a lot of our listeners and followers. And feelings. Leafs, Leafs Nation. Leafs Nation. Mm-hmm. The guy who came from Alberta to watch in the square. Yeah. Uh, he's coming uh, game five. Oh, not this guy. I thought he was here for this game. No, he's uh, he's going to game five. He put out a so it was kind of funny. So he he put out a message, uh, a a tweet. He was saying, um, "Oh, this game can't drink twelve beers because I gotta tend to the to the wife. It is Mother's Day." And then someone someone else tweeted like subtweeted. They're like, "Cannot believe this guy has no passion. How do you not put the Leafs out of your family?" So, but yeah, Curtis from Alberta will be in the building game five. If that doesn't fire you up, I don't know what will, right? Like That's what we need. This guy guzzies beers and just cheers to the Leafs at all costs. Steve you know? Dangle, Dark Guy, and Curtis from Alberta. No, get rid of those first two guys. That's the holy trinity of Leafs No, it's fans. not. No, it's not. <laughs> it's Curtis from Alberta and then other people. <laughs> get rid of the other two um, for undisclosed reasons. Anyways. Probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> um, moving on. Uh, I don't even know. Where do we move? I don't where even do know. On from, from Go, looking forward to the next game, like uh, maybe maybe we touch on a little bit more what, what Millsy said and find positives in the series, not just this game, but that we can look forward to over the next couple games. Like, Yeah, I think so. I, I, like, I think it's going to be – you got to hope good bounce-back game from Jack Campbell, some more energy to start. Uh, I really do hope that, like, you see Matthews over the boards ASAP and you, you see him a lot more than 19 minutes this game, regardless of what the penalty situation is. Yeah. I also really do hope that there are a lot less penalties on both sides in this game, in, in game five, just to make it, like, the gameplay a lot smoother and a lot better. Um, and I, I, I think everyone on Tampa Bay was fantastic tonight. They're all great players. Because none of them yeah. suck. None, none of them of are them fat. Suck. They're all in, in shape. Like. They're all terrific human beings, terrific hockey players. Because if I say one negative thing about any mm-hmm. of them, they're gonna they're gonna go Wayne Gretzky on me. <laughs> um, one thing I, I think we talked about a lot about the Leafs for the last couple of podcasts. I think a lot of people are probably watching other playoff hockey too. This is one of the best times of year to watch hockey. I was gonna ask you guys if if we're if we've kind of said all we have to say about the Leafs. Is there anything that's caught your eye in any of the other series? Ooh. I have one. Let's yeah. hear it. I don't know who's going to be Colorado in the West. 
I don't think anyone will. I don't think anyone will come close to beating Colorado. I also think Nashville is the weakest playoff team there. But they're they're beating them like they're an AHL team. Uh, that's true too. They that's do have true. AHL goaltending, to be fair. Ingram did play well. He played to be he fair. Had, he's like he's good. Yeah, no, he's good. He game one goal three, but he he wasn't. It's a three zero series, right? Yeah. So he wasn't game two. Goal this year. He he was yes. I mean, no, I'm not trying to like diss him. Like, mm-hmm. but I, I I mean I'm I'm not standing for you guys discrediting what I've seen from Colorado. No, I'm Colorado not discrediting was them. Absolutely ridiculous. Kale they McCarr. did do they did do this last year. To be fair, they've done this for the past five years. Okay. I'm just saying, like another. I, they are a fantastic team. They I don't think they've fast. done this though. They look. Hopefully, Darcy Kemper's Kemper's okay for they them. Said he will be able to. Come. Didn't okay, they sweep so. the Blues last year? Yeah, they did in the yeah. first round. Okay, I'm just saying what I'm what I'm seeing the level I, of play. Okay, yeah, fair. I yeah. don't think anyone in the West is going to beat That's them. Fair. That's oh, fair. Oh, in the West, uh, yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of good teams in the East, but when I look at the West. I don't yeah. think there's a team in the West that can score with them. Um, have you seen what's wrong with the Panthers? What's going on? They're playing right into Washington's hand. Mm-hmm. Washington, we've uh, Leaf fans know this very well. Washington loves to muck it up against higher skilled teams because, as their skill what do you guys mean, define muck it up. Like, what do you mean muck it up? Love like, dump and chase after the whistle stuff. Physical finish checks like your classic, and then also low event hockey as much as they can because they don't have a great decor. So they, they also don't have a great goalie. Exactly. So they 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 want you to play into their physical game, low event, like the classic playoff style hockey is how I would describe it. We saw the Leafs play against them, and they're the same way. But the Leafs didn't fall into that trap, and they're able to outskill them and win mm-hmm. in the regular season. Florida's going the opposite way, and I think that has to do with some of the attitude of some of the guys on their team, like the Mason Marchments and Sam Bennett's of the, of the world. They won game two. Mason Marchman took a couple bad penalties. He took two in one play. Yeah. And it was just unnecessary, just chasing after a guy, slashing him, hacking him, like, just and, ridiculous. And I think Florida's not – they're not relying on their skill and their talent, and they're playing down to Washington. And Peter Laviolette's game plan is working perfectly. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't know if it'll work for seven games, but so far – so far, it's I, I, I good. even though they lost what six one in the second game, mm-hmm. they were the better team in the first period of that game. A hundred percent, it was. They won Washington the minute. They won oh, the. They, yeah. It was like, oh no, you're talking about game two. Game two, yeah. So yeah like game two. three was also six one before. No, sorry, Washington. I meant Florida. The one Florida won. Washington was the better team for the majority. Yeah, of that yeah. game. it was like eighty percent deserved to win. I, 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 I think. I think crazy. Florida had like three goals on the first five shots. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm surprised, but I also talked about this. Everyone ripped on the Leafs for I've heard it every day for the last year. Playoffs, first round, can't get out of the first round. Florida hasn't been out of the first round since Jason was born. Wow, I think yeah. before then, no, ninety seven. So oh, I guess okay. yeah, it would be before you were born. Yeah, <laughs> and so, no one yeah. talked about it. Yeah, because they've been irrelevant for how long? Well, how long has Barkov's been there longer than Matthews has? Yeah. So I how? Mean, but I'm just saying, like again. It's they unfair. just made the playoffs, what, last year for so, the first time? But again, how is that a punishment yeah. on the Leafs that they – like, that's worse that Florida yeah. couldn't even make and the they playoffs. Guess they don't get any fans. I mean, it's like – I don't know. Not I to mean, not to be mean, it's just people don't care as much about Florida as yeah. they do the Leafs, even, even the ones who don't call, like the yeah, Leafs. Yeah, that's why everyone like, calls Barkov underrated. It's like, well, no, like – He's rated now. He's, he's rated. He was rated when he scored 96 points nobody, in 82 games yeah, in 2018. Nobody cares about like, Florida. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. Now people are because, you know – I'm just saying it's it was an interesting yeah, and I still think they're a better team, but right now they're playing right into Washington's hands. Yeah, that's been an interesting one. Calgary down two one, can't score, can't score for 
Jack Diddley. That happens sometimes. Ottinger's though. a good goalie too. Ottinger's he's, he's a very good goalie. I every time I hear that name, I think about Braden Holpe and Ben Bishop and Anton Kadobin and us in the summer saying uh, we Why? don't get it because Jake Ottinger's the best <laughs> goalie here. And look what happens at the end of the day. They played him five AHL games. He didn't let in. He let in like one goal, and they're like, ah, okay. <laughs> we had no choice. <laughs> I still think the best. I think I've mentioned it on this podcast, but uh, the best quote was from Ottinger. Uh, they're like, "Oh, what do you think? You you were uh, sent down to the Marley, uh, sent down to the AHL because you were the only one that was waiver exempt." And he went, "I don't know what waivers are." Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I uh, I have an interesting Calgary stat. So through three games, Lindholm, Goudron. Kachuk have three point or two points each, so that's three guys with two points. And Kachuk has three fights. He does, yes. Trevor Lewis and Milan Lucic have a goal. Lewis has a goal. Lucic has an assist. Zadorov has one assist. Nobody else on their team has a point. They only have six players who have recorded a point in three playoff games. That's not yeah, good. It's been very low event. That that line of Manjapani and nope, not good at Manjapan. all. Manjapan. Yeah. To fo- is it Manjapani, Tofoli, and Backlund. Backlund. Yeah. Just they've been shut down. I mean, we've seen Dallas do this before, oh, right? Yeah. We'll s- mm-hmm. let's see if they can do it again, right? We got anything else uh we wanted to discuss on this episode? Uh no, I just hope the Leafs come out with a great effort on Tuesday. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's we'll so- be recording post game. During that one as well. That's all we got. Thank you, everyone, for listening again. We'll be back after game five. Go, Leafs, go. All right, boys. I don't know if this is too late. I don't know if it's going to make it on the pod or not, but dark game. Turn the page. We dig and move forward. Go, Leafs, go. Leafs in six. The Rink Rat Report podcast is also brought to you by Season 2 of The Lock Garage. Host Marco Shara, a Toronto criminal defense lawyer, interviews various criminal lawyers about the practice of criminal defense, gets them to share their war stories, and helpful tips for up-and-coming lawyers interested in the area of law. Out now on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Step into the garage, listen to the experts, and get a tune-up. The Rink Rat Report podcast is brought to you by BetStamp, the ultimate sports betting companion app. Track? Follow and analyze your bets across multiple sports books. And while you're there, check out the world's first verified buy and sell marketplace for f- sports betting picks. Download the app today.